Welcome here for a very special edition of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Proud to be here with you as the exclusive multimedia marketing partner of Lemoyne College and your Dolphins. And as we've been here throughout the entire process of reclassification and realignment, from the strategic plan being put together to everything being molded in this journey of having someone really come in and look at Lemoyne, search, and, and give them a true assessment of who they are and what they could be to having the ad hoc committee meet multiple times to having open forums and everything that's gone on over many, many months. It, is, it has been such a grueling process, a process of adversity, a process of smiles, a process of learning different things and gaining information, and now we sit here today as LeMoyne College has made the decision to go D1, and in making that decision to be a Division I school, they got an invitation from the Northeast Conference, signed that invitation, and will officially join the Northeast Conference on July 1st of 2023, and their sports will all begin competing in the NEC in 2023, except for men's lacrosse, which will have a year being independent and I am so elated to have back on the broadcast here. She's been no stranger to the show, and she's been on the show with me multiple times before I even knew Bob Beretta, the athletics director at LeMoyne, and I met him right when he came in. But Noreen Morris and I have done these commissioner connection specials, and now this time around I get to bond LeMoyne and the NEC together. So I feel very spoiled today. Let's bring her in. Noreen, how you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here with you today on this uh, historic day for the NEC and for Lemoyne College. And so, Noreen, when did this really start for you? When did the NEC begin looking at Lemoyne? You know, Bob and I have had conversations um, on and off for a while. You know, he's, as you mentioned, um, they were very uh, intentional and deliberate about their review. And, you know, he kept me up to date throughout that process. I would say in the last six months or so is when we, you know, I felt like they were in a place where we could start to have some dialogue and kind of kick the tires, so to speak. And, um, you know, we, we've collected some information from them and, and our membership committee did a thorough evaluation um, of the information they've submitted. We, we look at institutional profile, Generally, we look at academics, both from a student perspective and a student-athlete perspective. We review financial data. Uh, we review facilities data. I mean, it's top to bottom. Uh, and so we did that over the last um, couple of months. And so as we saw more and, um, you know, made that evaluation, it became really clear that um, they had done some great work to get prepared for this transition. And there was so much alignment between the NEC and LeMoyne and, and kind of their mission and our mission and um, leadership. Uh, President Lamora has just been fantastic as Bob has been as well. So they've been in lockstep and their board chair, Pete Delora was involved. So it, it's been a, you know, it's been a fantastic journey for them and, and kudos to them for, for doing it right, right? For preparing and understanding what it was they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, and, and like you said, him, you know, Bob keeping you abreast of the the process and, and what they were going through and the fact that they sought 
someone to come in from the outside and really assess everything and let them know who they are. I mean, him and I kept talking about be ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, they, they would rather get an invitation and not accept than not then get an invitation and not be ready for it. So they wanted to be prepared to get an invitation. If it came, if it didn't come, they wanted to know that they did their due diligence, everything that was in their power. And just what that meant to you, that they took it upon themselves, took the onus upon themselves to be ready so they didn't have to get ready and that they weren't waiting for an invitation, waiting for a conference like yours to come along, but that they were going to be proactive, do everything that they could do in their power so that if and when that phone call came, they would be able to say yes or no instead of, yeah, but we need a few months. Yeah, no, I like you said, it's um, preparation and being proactive and engaging the entire community, like like you said in your intro, I mean, that that's both positive and negative and that the whole, <laughs> everybody's involved in the discussion, right? And everyone gets to weigh in, but, but that's the beauty of it is everyone's had the opportunity to understand, you know, the process and, and engage if they wanted to. And they were able to, to get feedback from all sorts of constituencies, both on and off campus. So, um, you know, they did it, they did a great job of preparing. And like you said, it, it was a, their opportunity to say whether or not they they were ready to go and and for us to agree and like we made that offer and we were thrilled that they accepted yes you know and and it's it's such a wonderful moment here in history to to see this and, and you said that there were so many things that lined up between the nec's membership already and lemoyne what are some of those things that just paralleled so perfectly that you felt like this was the right fit yeah, well, you know, from an athletic standpoint, they have 20 of the 24 sports that we sponsor. So that was uh, a great alignment. Um, the mission of the school, um, the kind of focusing on the holistic student experience in which athletics is a part of that experience, that kind of mirrors the NEC's mission and values around what, you know, the role of athletics. Um, we obviously want to provide athletics at the highest level in Division I, um, but we also understand that athletics is just a part of the educational process. And when you read through LeMoyne's mission and, um, and, and kind of their values, it's, it's perfect alignment with, with what we're looking for for a school and the athletic experience. And the NEC, for those who don't know it and know it well or know it from the inside out, how would you describe, Noreen, you and I have talked about this the last couple of years, but as you expand and as you bring in an institution like LeMoyne, how should we come to know the NEC? What are some things that we should familiarize ourselves with when it comes to who you are and what you're about. Every conference is looking for an identity and a footprint in this constant realignment and reclassification. So who is the NEC? Yeah, well, I would say um, one is we're very uh, a collegial and collaborative conference. I mean, certainly we're competitive on the field of play, but our leadership from top down, um, whether it's presidents, athletic directors, SWAs, um, all work together for the common good of the conference. And that is something we do across the board, whether it's, you know, figuring out how best to manage our, our sports and our championships, how to 
you know, assist with our student athletes, uh, their experience, mental health. Uh, we do a speakers bureau, which we, we send a speaker every year to each campus so that we have consistent messaging. So it's, I'd say collegial collaborative, I'd say innovative. Um, we have been kind of at the forefront in a lot of different areas. We launched our digital network, NEC Front Row, back in 2012, probably well before many other conferences created their own digital network. And, um, you know, we still offer that and it's a free service. So that is where I'd say we're innovative and fan friendly. Um, you know, we have that as a free uh, broadcast for all of our sports because we want our fans to be, have easy access and we wanted our student athletes to have as much as much exposure as possible. Uh, and so we're really proud of what we've done with NEC Front Row. I'm also proud of our uh, partnership with ESPN, uh, which we just extended for two years. Uh, we also do some work with CBS Sports Network and a lot of our regional affiliates like MSG and SMY and Mass. And so you know, I, I would say we're innovative and uh, fan friendly so that our our folks can, can our fans can, can watch us on many different platforms, but NEC Front Row being the primary source. So I would, I would say, so those, those two things kind of jump out me as, as you uh, ask that question. Yeah, and, and speaking here with Noreen Morris, the commissioner of the Northeast Conference, the NEC, knowing that your, your home for the NEC is in New Jersey, you have these schools surrounding you here, and, and it's important, you know, I think, to have that geographical representation make sense. And we're not seeing that with every conference in, in Division One. But when it comes to you, having the schools that you have and the places that you have them, we are truly, when you say you're a Northeast Conference, you are a Northeast Conference. And you, you have that connection in a lot of different ways. You talk about academia as well as athletics and, you know, different things that, that make sense in mission statements and kind of goals of colleges and universities, but at the same time, you're doing something, Noreen, that might be funny to say this, but it's true. Your conference makes sense when people have to travel, which is something we don't see a lot anymore. Yeah, and that, that's been a goal of our our presidents when they're looking at membership is they are taking into account uh, distance, right, travel times, and they understand that you know, student athletes are students first and they want to make sure they're not overburdening them with unnecessary travel. So that's something that when we look at new membership, we want it in our footprint, but we're also looking to kind of expand our footprint into different pockets that we aren't currently. So Syracuse is, you know, is a great place for us to, to have a little more uh, exposure for all of our schools. And I know the same with with uh, Lemoyne, they were excited about getting into some of the new geographic footprint um, in places where their alums are and places where uh, they might be able to get some some new uh, applications from areas they may not typically get applications from. Yeah, you know, and, and to see that, to see this, I know it was very important, like you mentioned, to uh, Lemoyne College to have that connection with the New York City area and places around that, you know, different pockets like you had, you had made mention of and how important that was when Bob Retta and I were discussing where they were looking if they were to go somewhere. So we see this geographical representation, which makes sense. And another piece of this is it seems like the NEC 
is a big fan of the NE10 in Division II. Ameramax, Stonehill, and Lemoyne. And not only taking these schools that are reclassifying to Division One and bringing them in from the NE10, but they've been successful. Stonehill, I mean, we look at just men's basketball. Merrimack finished first, Stonehill finished third, and this was Stonehill's first season in. So what is it about the NE10 that's been a great breeding ground for some of these schools that evolved into Northeast Conference schools? Because these institutions, it's it's no coincidence that Merrimack, Stonehill, and now Lemoyne from the NE10 are all inside of the NEC. Yeah, and I'd like to you know give a shout out to the NE10 and to their commissioner, uh, Julie Rupert. I mean, obviously, it's a great a very competitive Division Two conference, and you know it's Julie and I have a, a great working relationship. But it's these are difficult times, right? Where we have to kind of let her know that you know we might be looking at another one of your schools because um, I know the impact it has, right? Because I've lost schools, and and it's uh, it's not an easy process to go through. So I, I'd like to thank Julie and and for our continued um professional and personal relationship and understanding that these are it's a hard process um and she's done a fantastic job building up that conference and um as you said they're very competitive schools um and they they've positioned themselves it's it's not that you don't you don't snap your fingers and say oh all right we're gonna go d1 there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of preparation a lot of investment in order for you to be able to make that jump and so it's not a two-week process it's a year-long two-year you know three-year-long process at least so um you know vanny 10 has has like you said has been a, a great fit for us for in terms of looking for new members and it's you know it is painful for me to have to continue to go back to the same well because i know how that feels like uh, from julie's and um you know so I appreciate all that she's done and, and, um, and I know I'll, I owe probably a couple of drinks after. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we look at, like you said, I mean, the membership and, you know, reclassification, realignment, these things have been going on for many years. And, and, you know, we look back on some different things that have happened, you know, Loyola, Maryland, that was a part of the conference and that, you know, obviously had shifted out to Mount St. Mary's to, you know, Marist and Ryder, UMBC, Bryant, Monmouth, Queen of Piac. So you've dealt with change. And, and like you said, you have these relationships with other commissioners and it's, it's not an easy thing to do to say, hey, you know, we might be looking at a school or two, but it's, it's one of those kind of double-edged swords because you don't want to do it but it's being done to you and obviously you have to take care of your membership. So how do you keep the positive professional and personal relationships when we're in a world where membership is constantly changing and evolving and you've witnessed that you've gone through it. The NEC historically from back in the eighties has gone through it. So when these things happen, how do you keep it professional and personal in a positive way? And, and how do you kind of, live in the art of the dance, knowing that you don't want to take, but you also don't want to be taken from. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is business. So you have to remember that. So you can't take it personally on either front. Um, and so that's where, um, you know, you got to go into it, understanding that someone's making a decision based on a business. 
um, and that someone leaving your conference or coming to your conference is not a personal decision. It's a, it's a business decision. Um, and then I, w- I would say that as much as you can, to communicate and be transparent. I mean, it's you can't really be that transparent in these membership, um, but as much open communication as possible to the level you can. Julie, and I've tried to do that with Julie as much as possible. Um, so, that, that, you know, you try to, to be a good um, peer, and uh, hopefully she would agree that I've tried <laughs> to the best of my ability to do that. And coming from Noreen Morris, the commissioner of the NEC here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on the day, May 10th, 2023, that it's been announced the Lemoyne College Dolphins will be moving to the NEC as they reclassify to Division One. Now, before I let you go, Noreen, it's an interesting situation because the reclassification takes time. So there's confusion that, you know, some fans try to understand and say, okay, well, are they independent? Are they in the NEC? Well, every sport is in the NEC this upcoming season after July 1st, 2023, except for men's lacrosse, which will be independent for a season. And then we know that all of the teams cannot compete in the NEC tournament for of any sport for two years, and then they can't compete in the NCAAs for four years. You just witnessed this with Merrimack, where Merrimack would have gone into the NCAA tournament for men's basketball. And so, I mean, you've already seen what can happen in this kind of probation. It feels like, you know, kind of a purgatory period where like you're in, but you're kind of waiting. What do you think about the rule? And what would you like to say to fans about it? Because Lemoyne fans are saying, are we NEC? Are we not? And I'm telling them, yes, you are in the NEC. You will compete in the NEC. There's just a period of time that lives in the NCAA world during reclassification that prevents postseason for a certain amount of time. Yeah, you hit it um, right. It's as of July 1, 2023, we will consider Lemoyne uh, a member of the NEC. They will compete in our regular season for the sports out of regular season. They'll be um, eligible for all the awards that we provide throughout the year, whether it's, you know, player of the week or um, end of the year, regular, you know, uh, player of the year type of thing. Um, as you mentioned, they be eligible for NEC championships in years three and four, the reclassification. That's a rule we just changed for years and years and years. Uh, every school that reclassified in every conference, it was a four-year wait based on the NSA's four-year wait. And most recently, some other conferences that have reclassifying schools have decided to allow their schools to participate earlier. Um and, and a lot of that was because of the landscape change, right? So the transfer rules, you know, the ability to transfer and play right away um, makes it harder for reclassifying schools to, to keep kids, yeah. right? Because now they can, they can see, oh, well, if I go to this other school, I can play right away and I can compete in a championship. Whereas in years past, you'd have to transfer and sit a year. And so the landscape has changed, so I can understand why other leagues change the rule and why we change the rule. Now the NSA, you know, understands that we need to review the rule again. Um, but we're in this limbo right now with the NSA and the governance structure and we're implementing a new governance structure, looking at certain membership rules, but starting more at the top and working our way down. So we're, we're starting with FBS membership requirements. So what does it mean to be FBS? 
and then we'll work our way down and eventually go, what does it mean to be reclassifying? And, and the new governance structure will have to take that on. Um, that can sit on that manages a lot of membership requirements. We had started to look at the reclassification and see if there was other ways that we could address um, the reclassification period and access to championships. But once the uh, Constitution Committee was convened, uh, they asked us to, to pause on anything related to membership because the Constitution Committee and then the resulting Transformation Committee were supposed to take those on. Well, they never quite got far enough into the weeds on some of the membership. So now that's going to be taken on by the new governance model. So there is a recognition that the rules as is may not be the perfect rule for our current landscape. Um, but the flip side, the NSA board of directors and the council are not willing to make waivers of those or exceptions of the membership rules. It's a, you have a rule and you're going to hold tight to it, or you're going to change the rule. But once you start creating waivers and exceptions, then you're really basically um, making the rule moot and, and not effective. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And it's, it's something that needs to be looked at. And I'm happy that hopefully it will sooner than later. Uh, two final notes here, Noreen. One of them being when you got to come to Lemoyne mid-April and tour the campus and and really get a feel for Lemoyne College. I know that, you know, this this leadership group and, and people that you mentioned, uh, President Dr. Linda Lemura and, you know, Athletics Director Bob Beretta, Pete Delora, the chair of the Board of Trustees, and so on and so forth. How would you describe the leadership of Lemoyne and what type of impression they left on you? Oh, yeah, I was really impressed. Um, you know, Bob and I had had multiple conversations over time, um, but we really didn't get into kind of the nitty gritty until recently, but he's, you know, he's very organized. He's, he's got, um, great vision. Um, he's very experienced. So he understands, you know, what division one means. Um, and so he's been, he's been fantastic. Um, I, I had not talked with or met president Lamora until uh, I arrived on campus and she is so impressive both as a leader and a person. Um, the warmth that she exudes and the, and the passion and the love for the, for the universe, for the college really showed through. Um, and we met with her VPs, a uh, really good group. Uh, so she's assembled a fantastic team uh, and, and they are very strategic and innovative and not afraid of change. Right. So they understand there's a changing landscape and in, in college education, higher education generally, and they understand that status quo is not an answer, that you have to figure out how to move forward, and they are certainly not afraid to figure out how to, how to make that work, and, and they, uh, you know, they went all in, and it was a very exhaustive process, so like we said earlier, they, they really didn't leave any stones unturned, so when you make a decision and you've engaged everybody, um, you know, there's ownership there, and, uh, so I've been super impressed with with the leadership. Final note is the last time that you and I had a an extensive conversation on the show, I asked you about reclassification, realignment, you know, expansion and whatnot. And I asked you about your dancing shoes and you said they're kind of like slippers and I keep them by the bed so I could slip them on if I need to or slip them off. 
I have to ask it now, a year later, now that LeMoyne is joining the NEC, are your slippers still on, Noreen, to keep on potentially dancing in this collegiate changing world? Yeah, you know, you always got to be ready. And uh, I, have, I have new dancing shoes. Now I have um, blue glitterly, glittery sneakers. <laughs> I've <laughs> tried to up my my footwear game. So uh, I've got NEC blue dancing shoes that are at the ready. I love it. Well, that being said, Noreen Morris here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the commissioner of the Northeast Conference, a.k.a. the NEC, where LeMoyne College has made the decision and publicly released it today, Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. They will officially join the NEC on July 1st of 2023. Noreen, you and I will be seeing each other face-to-face. I hope for you safe travels. I thank you for all this time today, and I look very much forward to the opportunity to sit down with you in person and have a uh, deeper conversation into pieces of this. But I thank you so much for everything that you've done and for always uh, being here to answer a phone call and and for everything that you brought to the show. So thank you for that. And thank you for agreeing to connect with me a few years ago. Who would have thought we'd be talking about this? But you know, you, you've impressed me over the years and, and I'm very honored to know you. I think you're doing great work and I'm really just happy to be around it. Great. Well, I've enjoyed uh, being on your show once again and really appreciate your support. And I know that you have a a very strong connection to LeMoyne. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and uh, chatting some more.